and my classes are not about digital pattern drafting are manual pattern drafting like traditional like this year i have almost in every lesson i have opened up glow and demonstrated what i was explaining the first time that you see a bra pattern you don't know what are all these pieces the skill is to develop in your mind the process from a 2D draft to a 3D pattern. That's always been the skill that we, that we're trying to develop when we're when we're working on pattern drafting and and designs. And um, it's just a tool. Clo 3D is just a tool. I'm going to tell you a secret. <laughs> I never ever make a a, a muslin a toile. I never <laughs> like. Uh. I can't be bothered. <laughs> and the ability of Doing that in clothes, it has saved me to waste a lot of good fabric. <laughs> Hello, welcome to Underdressed, the podcast where we talk about the clothes under our clothes and exactly how they get made. My name is Trudy Gardner. I'm the freelance designer behind Wayfinder Laundry. In this show, I'll be exploring the art, practice, and technical execution of intimate apparel. We'll be taking a behind the scenes look at this industry and trying to understand exactly how designers balance creativity with functionality, specifically as it pertains to our hardworking yet delicate base layers. Thanks for listening. I'll see you in the show. Hello, Sophia. Welcome. Today we have a very special episode because Sophia and I have tried to record this before. <laughs> and <laughs> being new at podcasting, I have had some technical difficulties, but um, I think I've sorted them out now. And we are very excited to finally be doing a whole episode all about how we use Clo 3D for intimate apparel. A couple of weeks ago, I did a podcast with Isabel. And I'll link that in the sh- in the show notes. But she um, she was a designer that worked for Clo 3D and had a background in in using Clo 3D, but not specifically for intimate apparel. So we talked generally about how Clo 3D is being used in the clothing fashion industry. And now me and Sophia are super excited to talk about specifically how it's used for intimate apparel. So thanks for being here, Sophia. Welcome back. Hi, Trudy. Thank you. Thank you for having me back. I'm always happy to be here. (laughs) (laughs) Always happy to have you. (laughs) Any excuse to talk about (laughs) clothes? Totally, totally. Yeah, so so full disclosure, Sophia and I meet up weekly now basically to exchange ideas. And usually it's about clothes, not always. We, We just have general good chats about what we think about uh, how we're working and and how mainly it comes back to Clo, <laughs> how we can use Clo most effectively to achieve the goals that we're trying to with intimate apparel. Okay, so Sophia, tell me how you got into Clo 3D. So I think I saw something, someone using that. And I'm always on the hunt <laughs> for a digital pattern drafting software because I, I used Lectra and a bit of Gerber when I was studying. But since then, like Lectra and all these big softwares are impossible to pay for on your own. So, and I, I love pattern drafting by hand, but pattern drafting in a software, once that you have tried it, it's so much faster and so much more accurate. 
So I I have tried some of these independent software like Simly 2D, and I think there was one called Valentina, but they were a bit like Illustrator, and Illustrator is great to start, but it's not a great pattern drafting software because it's not made for that. So I I saw Claw and I thought, well, it's a 30-day trial. I can try that. And at the beginning, I was not interested at all on the 3D part. Like, I tried that and I thought, like, I work with lingerie and swimwear and intimate apparel and for things that are close to the body, it's very important to see how the body reacts, how the body, like, for example, for a uh, for a bra, what's the shape of the breast that its bra can give you. And you cannot have that with the avatars in clothes. So I I tried that and I thought, well, the 3D part is completely useless. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> the 2D part is very interesting. And then slowly I got a little bit more into the 3D part. So I don't think it's completely useless now. <laughs> <laughs> As a matter of fact, you're getting super into the 3D part, right? Yeah. Like you're actually exploring other 3D software. Yeah, yeah. Like now I I use Blender and Blast 3D and all of that. So yeah, that's super cool. Um, and so what like what led you down that path? What was the switch between thinking the 3D part was useless to now exploring how it can be useful? So I started trying out my patterns on the avatar because like you have that option. So I figure like I might as well just try. So when I'm doing a pattern, I can see how the style lines of that pattern look on the on the dress form on the avatar. And then it was like, oh, it looks good. What if I add this fabric? What is I if I add this other fabric and lace? And oh, how do I do elastics now? How do I add a strap? And I went like, I still have the problem of the avatars in claw being a bit strange <laughs> for intimate apparel because the crotch is too narrow and the bust don't have. You cannot change the the cup. There's no cup sizing. Size. Mm. Yeah, so I started experimenting a bit with Dust 3D, and then I like the like the rendering part, the seeing how realistic Claw can can be at rendering a garment. So that led me to Blender <laughs> and experimenting with lights and camera movement. But yeah, what led you to Claw 3D? Good question, Sophia. <laughs> this is why this is like, um, just for the audience to understand, this is why Sophia and I get along so well and why we like continuously, like just have more ideas to explore because I come from the opposite side. Well, not not completely opposite. I wanted to learn pattern drafting. I learned to do it by hand. And then I also wanted to get into digital pattern drafting. And I looked at like, Gerber and Lecture, and they're crazy expensive. Like, no, wait, like you can't access them as an individual. And if you want to learn them, like if you're a student and you want to learn them, you can't learn them. You have to get hired by a company that will teach you and send you the training. So it's not really like, it's just not a realistic option. And um, I discovered, and then so I discovered that there are some softwares available to individual users. Like Clo was one of them. Browseware was one of them. Optitex. These are the three big ones. And Clo had the 
Clove was the most accessible. It had the free 30-day trial and um, lots of like online learning, like lots, there's a lot of people using it. Whereas like Browseware, like it was kind of like, I didn't know how you could sign up for it. I know now that you can use the, um, they have an indie program that you can sign up for. And um, I still don't know about Optitex. <laughs> I'm not really sure how it works, but it seems like- It's quite expensive too. Is yeah. it? Yeah, from the research that I did, it really it's um Clove 3D and Browser that are sort of like the two main ones that um companies are using. And so um I was like, okay, I'll I'll try I'll try out Clo. And uh it was hard getting into it because I was like, I was like, you can I, I didn't know if I was more interested in the pattern drafting side of it or the 3D side of it. But what I thought, what I really liked about the 3D side of it was that like whatever pattern you take, whatever concept you had, you could turn it into a 3D sample. And like you said, like test the style lines, test the fabrics, test the colorways, test like the scale of the motif that you put on your garment. And um, and I think once I realized the capabilities there, and then I realized like, a lot of people aren't doing it very well. <laughs> There's like a lot of samples that you see online that you're like, oh, that's not that good. Like that's the best you can do. So <laughs> I was like, maybe it's just not that good of software. Um, but then I pushed myself. I was like, no, you can do better. Like you can do better. <laughs> like there's gotta be better, right? And um, and, and I'm continuously pushing myself to, to do better and get those photorealistic renders. But then at some point, I was like, you know what? When I took a step back and looked at it, I'm like, this is cool. This The 3D side of this is cool. But what I really want is to be able to make garments for real life. Like that's my ultimate goal. Like I, I like creating, like I don't, I don't want to just make 3D garments, although there's a place for that and there's a space for that. <clears throat> Excuse me. It's not my goal. My goal is to be able to like work in assist with actual manufacturing the production of of products and so I need I was like I need to go back and refine my pattern drafting skills and so I reached out to you I was like because I knew you were already working in Clo 3D and um I was like can you teach me pattern drafting and and that's something that we've been working on together and so now the marriage of like pattern like more in-depth pattern drafting knowledge and and using like more accurate patterns because you can cheat in Clove 3D, right? So yeah. you don't necessarily have to have a good accurate pattern to make uh, a realistic looking sample, but it helps a ton. If you have a really good pattern to start with and you know what you're doing with pattern drafting, then your 3D sample is so much more effective. You don't have to fight with it as much because you know what the what the changes are that you need to make. And And I try to apply like the changes that would be applied in real life to make that 3D garment as as close as possible to to the actual pattern that we'll be using. Um, but then, yeah, I, I came across, and everybody does, like as soon as you get into Clove 3D, you're like, I need, and this is real life too, I need to start with a model or a sample that's the size that I'm making my pattern for. Most of a, a lot of times it's ourselves, but not always, right? Like oftentimes you just need like a standard size 6 34B to work with. And yeah, clothes, the the avatars aren't that good. There's limitations. And so I, I continue to explore too. Okay, so what are, our, what are our options? There's lots of people making very realistic garments on realistic looking bodies. How are they doing that? And so Daz 3D is one option. And I've recently discovered that Alvanon, well, I Alvanon's been around for a while and they have like a really amazing size set of 
of avatars. I think they have like, it's based on like over a million different body scans around the world and they've broken them down into regional body differences. So there's, they've got a ton of avatars available uh, on their site, but the, it was expensive to get a subscription. So I never um, was able to do it. But I just found out this week that you can actually get a free subscription to Alvanon. Mine, I just signed up for it and I got a, a six month subscription. So um that's that's an option. Go check out the Alvinon website, and it's it's pretty straightforward to sign up for. But um, that's a pretty big game changer to be able to have the Alvin. So these Alvinon avatars are equivalent to their physical forms, which is what a lot of um, brands across the world are using as the basis of their size set. So you're like they're often taking the size set off off the Alvinon avatar. Now we're able to translate that to digital as well, which is like game changing. That that's that's huge, right? Yeah, and like the Alvanon avatars are probably the best ones or one of the best ones out there because the body is so realistic. Like they have they have they have a tummy, like they have curves at the back. They they are not like these fashion dress forms that are just for show like you can fit very realistically on them so if you can do that in glow that's even better like you can fit already your 3d sample and when it comes from the factory or when you make it in real life you can go and bring it to your uh, album on avatar in real life and compare so that's amazing. And I'm going to sign up for the free trial of the Alvan Avatar like right now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like when we finish this podcast, it's the yeah, first yeah. thing I'm going to do. <laughs> I know. I was playing around. Yeah, exactly. Like I was playing around with it this morning and uh, I was pretty, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. The other cool thing about that, and it doesn't apply to me, unfortunately, but Alvanon has also launched um, Fit Studios. So they're located in like London, New York, Hong Kong, like just a few major cities around the world, but they have like not all the not all the avatars, but like a good sample of their physical form. So you like if you're a manufacturer or a small brand, you can take your samples there and fit them on the different forms. So like you can have developed them in 3D beforehand, try them out, and now you can take them to actual because they're like five thousand dollars for one avatar, one um. Alvanon form, right? Like they're very expensive, but it's, you can, and it's free to go to these Alvanon studios and check them out and try on your garments. <laughs> it's, it's like, it's pretty cool. Yeah, Especially like, for plus sizes. Like they've just launched, they've just recently launched like a, a plus set size range. And like, um, I'm working with, with a designer right now and we're having a really hard time finding a, a plus size model to fit. So this is like the next best thing, right? Yeah, yeah. Like I think the the possibility of going to the Albanon uh, fit studio and fit your garments there, like it's amazing. I wish I was in one yeah. of these like London, yeah. New York <laughs> cities. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's really cool. I love the idea of that. Um, how about we talk about your experience with learning Clo? Because it's been I know we've both had our challenges with it. So um, how, how did you find it? I think like I I came with some experience in other patent drafting softwares and with a lot of experience in Illustrator. 
so I didn't find it super hard to learn because it's like a, like a marriage, <laughs> the perfect marriage between one of these industrial pattern drafting softwares and Illustrator. So it's I think it's quite user friendly. The main and like once you have the like the mindset uh, in when you're working in one of these pattern drafting softwares, well, the main thing is that you instead of drawing lines when you start to, to draft a pattern by hand, you start with lines. In in a software, you start with shapes usually. So once you are used to that way of working and adding points and all of that, I think it's. I'm not going to say easy, but it's not super hard. But the the main difficult difficulty is that there's not a lot of information online about the pattern drafting side of Glow because the fancy side <laughs> is the 3D. And even a lot of the 3D tutorials are made by people who are not fashion designers or fashion pattern drafters, pattern makers. So their their patterns are not accurate and they are not teaching you how to how to work with the software in a pattern making like mm, way. <laughs> so for me that was the that was the experience. Like it's not hard if you have used Illustrator before or a, a pattern drafting software before, but there's not a lot of information specifically about pattern drafting online. So you might need to do a bit of <laughs> trial and error. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, there's there's very, very little about and it's I, I wrote down learning on here because um like if you are a student, let's say fresh out of school or just an enthusiast like like I was when I started, and you want to learn pattern drafting, especially for intimate apparel, there's just not even like not even not even talking about close 3D, like there's just not a lot of information to be found out there. Um and what I love, like the potential that I see with Clo3D is that it still teaches you pattern drafting fundamentals because it's the same, like whether you're drafting by hand or drafting in Lectra or drafting in Clo, you're applying the same theories, the, the same underlying concepts to change, modifying the shape of your pattern so that it will fit whatever model you've designed to fit it on or you're trying to fit it on. And Clo3D or any 3D software allows you to skip the muslin step, right? Like, or learning, just learning specifically. Like you're, you are, you create this pattern in the 2D side of the window. And if you're doing it by hand, then you create that pattern, you cut out the paper, you cut out your fabric, you sew up a sample, and then you try it on. And then you're like, okay, well, I made the armhole way too big on this. Whereas in Clo, you can see that right away. Like it's, it, it's not perfect. Like we said, you're not fitting on a human body, but major errors in your pattern, you can see. And from a learning perspective, you can see, okay, when I slash and spread, um, to reduce the amount of projection in the, or slash and close to reduce the amount of projection in this part of the cup. Where is that, how does that affect my, the 3D version of this? And Larissa King, who was on the pod podcast a couple <clears throat> weeks ago said, we're all, we've always been 3D designers. Like whenever you talk to designers, people who've been drafting 
by hand for years and years and years, they they say that they can visualize what's happening in with their pattern drafting because they have so much experience with it. Well, as a learner, you can now you you now have a you you now have have assistance with that learning because you can visualize right away. You know what I mean? What if I change the leg line of this panty by three inches? Where does it fall on the body now? You can see that. Yeah, I think that's one of the best things. Like, and that's why I use it to teach. Like I teach uh, pat- lingerie pattern drafting lessons at, at a couple of design schools, One mainly one in Barcelona that's called IDEP. And my classes are not about digital pattern drafting, are manual pattern drafting, like traditional, and they make samples and everything. But I always, like this year, I have almost in every lesson, I have opened up Glow and demonstrated what I was explaining. And I think they have understood that so much better, especially with things like courses that they are not used to seeing them in real life, like for a lot of people it was the first time they were making a corset and the patterns of a corset are so different from, and actually all of lingerie patterns, like a bra, the first time that you see a bra pattern, you don't know (laughs) what are all these pieces. So for them, I think it was super useful to be able to see the changes that you make to the pattern or just the way that the pieces come together. And you can see that on the 2D window in Glow, like with the sewing relationships and all that. And then you can translate that into the 3D part of the software. And I think that's like just for traditional pattern making, having the option of seeing that, it's it's so much easier. Like it makes you yeah learn to visualize things in a much easier way. Yeah, I agree. It helps. It helps with developing that. Like eventually, and and it just makes you better. So the skill is to develop in your mind the process from a two D draft to a three D pattern. That's always been the skill that we, that we're trying to develop when we're when we're working on pattern drafting and and designs, and. Um, it's just a tool. Clo 3D is just a tool that, or, or or any 3D design software. I'm partial to Clo 3D <laughs> because I've been using it. Um, I've invested a lot of time into learning it. I'm not opposed to learning other software as well. I've actually spent a little bit of time learning browseware, um, but I just found Clo to be a little more intuitive, a little more user friendly. Um, I think browseware does is a little more accurate in terms of showing you where things might be wrong with your patterns, specifically like if seam lines don't match up or um, it's a little bit more technically accurate, but um, overall, I, I, I think Clo has just been easier, easier to access and, and easier to use. Yeah, I think the user interface, it's much more intuitive than browser and that like it's miles away than Lectra. <laughs> right. Yeah. Lectra yeah. is like go back to the nineties or something. <laughs> is Lectra um is Lectra part of Gerber? I think Lectra was Gerber's Optitex Lectra. But mm-hmm. I could be wrong. I, I could be I'm totally wrong sure. on that. Like yeah. I I know that there are like two versions of Lectra because there were two companies that 
one bought the other and one is uh, Lectra and the one, other one is Modaris or Lectra Modaris. Right. And yeah, one okay. of the companies apparently was Spanish. <laughs> That's oh, why cool. in Spain we use a different version of Lectra than the rest of the world. Basically. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, okay. So <laughs> Sophia and I have worked for a long time on um, using Clo and learning Clo and finding out all the things that are hard to learn about Clo. And over time, we decided that we would launch courses on how to teach this because we know that there's a lot of people that want help with it. And so this is our big announcement <laughs> next week, Monday, <laughs> uh, the 22nd of May. So this this podcast will will be released this Friday. And the following Monday, um, Sophie and I will both be launching courses on how to use Clo 3D. Um, so there are two separate courses. Um, as we've talked about, Sophia's background is strongly rooted in pattern drafting. And my background was more rooted in learning the 3D side of the software. And so my course is geared more towards getting you started with using Clothe 3 d for intimate apparel. So I don't go into pattern drafting, but I do show you how to bring patterns into Clo and I show you how to modify the avatars to fit those patterns. And then I show you a lot of just the general overall use of the software, how to sew up your patterns, how to use how to change the pose of your avatar so you can open up her legs so that it will um, fit the crotch area better. Um, and just a lot of tips and tricks on how to get a stable simulation so that you can have a a pattern, whatever pattern that you bring into the program with a 3D prototype of the garment that you're looking for. And I'm going to let Sophia go ahead and give us the details of the pattern drafting side. So uh, my course is going to be about pattern drafting and I'm going to focus uh, on panties, on drafting panties and uh, transforming or creating a panty pattern from scratch in Clow according to your own measurements, how to measure the avatar, all of that, and then how to troubleshoot the fitting issues that we can find both in Clothe 3D, but also that you can find in real life. So they, so you can try your pattern in real life and then adjust that in Clow. And then I'm going to show you how to modify that base panty pattern into several styles and, uh, and how to export the resulting patterns to DXF, that is the standard for the industry, but also to Illustrator and PDF in case you want to print your patterns at home or sell your patterns maybe. So, and in the end of the course, I'm explaining how to do three projects from start to finish. Mainly I go into the pattern drafting side. I go a bit into the into the 3D, like I end up adding fabrics and colors, but I don't go in super in deep, in deep into all of that because that's what through this course is for. <laughs> so if you want to be a well-rounded uh, close 3D user, I think both courses complement each other super well. And like actually, you can do them at the same time. You don't have to do one first, like the pattern making first and then the 3D one. You can do them at the same time or in whichever order you prefer because they they are like uh, twin sisters. <laughs> 
So I think they, like what you can, at the end of both courses, you will be able to create amazing, amazing designs. I love it. That was such a good, that was such a good uh, analogy. Twin sisters. Absolutely. Because um, like I said, like I said, we started from very different points. You started with the 2D side. I started with like, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> and um, I think that we both took different paths and we both realized that the opposite, the not opposite skill, but the complementary skill was something that we needed to work on. Right. Like you, we, mm -hmm. and that's something that we've exchanged because I spent so much time like learning how to make a realistic 3D garment um, on the on the 3D side. And you, I mean, you already had a really solid foundation in pattern drafting and you just had to apply that to the to learning the, the software. And so, um, yeah, so the course is for anybody. So whether you're brand new at drafting patterns, you're going to be able to step into either of these courses, um, either one first, or at the same time and be able to work your way through. And if you already have experience as a pattern drafter, but not experience using um, digital software for drafting, then you are going to be able to get something out of the course, either course, either way. And if you already have some experience in 3D design, but not specifically for intimate apparel, then this is this is what we're, this was the objective of the course. So it's to learn how to use Clo3 d specifically for intimate apparel, because we have found that it's very hard to access that kind of knowledge. And um, we thought there would be a lot of value in in sharing that. So on the 22nd of May, that's this Monday coming up. That's when it'll be coming out. Check out the show notes for links to both of our courses. And um, there'll be a discount offered for the first week that the course launched. So it will be in your best interest to check it out right away. And also, Sophie and I will be offering discounts. So if you sign up for one of our courses, you'll get a discount to the second course. And um, all the details will be coming out for that in uh, our email newsletters and in the show notes. So um, all the links, everything you're going to need to know will be linked. Um, one more thing Sophia and I have been discussing, and we're hoping to get some feedback from the audience on this one. Sophia and I meet every week anyways, and we talk about Clo3D, and we would like to open up that conversation, um, to, to other people. And so we're talking about different platforms that we could use. The idea is to basically share our screen, work through a particular kind of design in, in Clo3D, um, it could be either we have themes. Sophia had a really cool theme of using like movies and like making designs based off movies. This isn't all flushed out yet. Um, we're looking for for audience feedback on it. But um, we talked about different platforms that we could use. So it could be a Twitch stream. It could be a YouTube live stream. It could be a Zoom call with a link that you have to enter with. Um, any, was there any other ideas, Sophia? Mm, no, I think we, yeah, those were the main ones. Yeah, or, or if, if somebody else has another idea of, of how this can be effectively done, we would love to hear it. Um, 
So yeah, it will be on Fridays. So starting next week, Friday, um, we will be having some sort of live stream. We're not sure what the platform is yet. And just talking about Clothe 3D. And so um, send me some feedback on what, what you think would be your preferred platform. Yeah, and I think it would be super interesting also to have some, if you have, if you are doing the courses and you have a question and you want to ask it live, I think that's the perfect time to do that. Also, in both of our courses, we have a space for comments and emails and interaction with with us but what's better than have your question answered in real time and with yeah. a with a live demonstration so yeah, yeah exactly I'm always promoting that too like learning in community is the best way to learn like you get so much more out of it like we we're there to learn as well we learn from each other and it, we we are happy to invite students in and hear other ideas or other ways of doing things so um yeah absolutely that would be a great place to bring your questions from the courses or new ideas. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Sophia, I think, um, do you have any, any last words you want to say? Mm, yes, actually. Like, I think I, I would want to encourage everyone to check out Glow or any kind of pattern making. So like I'm partial to Glow, obviously, but even though you are not a professional pattern maker or you don't work in the industry, because even for your own patterns at home, for me, it has made a lot of difference because I, I like making my own clothes and I'm going to tell you a secret that I never, ever make a a, a muslin a toile I never <laughs> like uh, I can't be bothered <laughs> and the ability of doing that in clothes it has saved me to waste a lot of good fabric <laughs> since I've been using the program so even for you like for if if sewing if making garments is your hobby uh, don't think that a program that is so po powerful like Glow and you can do all this 3D stuff and don't be intimidated by that because it's very easy to use if you just want to experiment with that and just try your own patterns and see if you want to make a dress for yourself or a pair of panties or whatever. It's so easy and it's so quick to make it in the program, test it on the avatar. You can create an avatar with your own measurements and then print it at home. Like you can export that to PDF and print it. Like in 10 minutes, you have your pattern ready to use. And for me, like even if I if I wasn't working as a pattern maker, if I had other job and I just made clothes as a hobby, which actually when I started, this was my hobby, like I would be using clothes probably either way. Like I would be paying the subscription either way because it has made the world of difference for me. Just, yeah, like just... Um, Sunday afternoon, like, oh, I want to make a t-shirt. And you, like, and by morning, you have already tested and you can buy the fabric and make it. So yeah, that was, that was, those were my last words of <laughs> encouragement. I love it. I love it. It sparked so many ideas in my head as you were talking. It was the same for me. Like, even if you're a hobbyist and you buy patterns from independent or the big four, like patterns, like you have patterns 
and this this is one of the reasons why I got into clothes. I was like, I don't know if this pattern is going to look good on me. I don't know if I should pair this print with this this like pattern. Like, are is the scale of this print going to look good on this pattern on my body? And you can bring any pattern into clothes. Like any like there's there's ways to bring any pattern into clothes. Trace off your size, especially if you know like I always have to shorten my sleeves. Like I'm my my arms are shorter than normal, or I have to shorten the waist. Like you can make those modifications in clothes and then export them so that you haven't cut up your original pattern. You still have the original pattern that you can go back to. You also have now a digital version of it so that you can make the changes either like digitally or like on your paper pattern, you can make it on your paper pattern, trace it, bring it over to digital. And then like you apply the fabric, like does this look good in a linen fabric? And you can try that on, or does this look good better in a cotton fabric? And you can try that on. And then you can say like, okay, does the scale of this print look good on like my body or on this wrap dress? You know what I mean? Like it allows you to visualize the thing that you're going to make before you make it, before you waste any paper or any fabric. And it's really like it does take time to learn the program there is a learning curve involved with it but it's worth it yeah definitely yeah <laughs> yes and our courses are there that's why we built them <laughs> to help you learn to help you learn how to do it so um I think those that's all we have to say for today. I love having Sophia on the podcast. And um, if you if you want more of Sophia, let me know. <laughs> She's always happy to come on here. I'm always happy to have more of her. And um, I think that's it. We'll sign off for today and, and we'll catch you all next time. Yeah, thank you so much for having me today. And yes, I'm happy to be here anytime. Yay. <laughs> so, Yay. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>